0: Let's now open the Word of God to the book of Matthew, chapter 1. This month, we are going through the book of uh, of Matthew, Matthew 1 and 2, specifically looking at uh, the passages of Christmas from this gospel. And this verse in particular just stands out in a very precious way. It says here, verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What a tremendous blessing this this is. I don't think she would mind me telling the story if not uh, she can forgive me later. but uh, uh, Macy Walter actually contacted me a couple weeks ago. actually Brandon gave me a heads up and uh, she said that she had a couple of friends, a couple of contacts that she had made and was wanting to do just a Christmas blessing to them, give them a little something, but also give them a Bible uh as a as a gift and uh tell you what if you want to give something as a gift for christmas give a bible that is a priceless gift and so she did that she um she had gotten two bibles that she was ready to give and and she says uh pastor can you uh, i would like to just share maybe a verse or two a scripture maybe write a note of a verse that they should look for and all that and and it was just something so i thought of a couple of verses and i'm thinking for the christmas season and i said well john three sixteen. You could really share any time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you could use that pretty much any time of year. But when we think of the Christmas season, I think immediately our minds probably go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. That'd be appropriate. And I said, there's Macy, there's one other verse that I would definitely share with this family. And I don't know if they're believers or not, but it was a way for her to witness to them. It says, be sure to mention Matthew 1, 21. And we'll read it again. And she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Those verses, I I was very proud of Macy for doing that and, and taking the time to ask, what is a good verse to share? with my friends and i really I, you can't go wrong with these verses and that really highlights the reason for the season is jesus christ but as we see there i, I want us to point our attention to something very specific in this is the fact that the matter is we know his name is jesus this babe in the manger that we celebrate this christmas season his name is jesus that's the title of this devotion here right now his name is jesus but it's interesting this message was given actually to joseph as a way of assurance to take unto him mary thy wife for that which is conceived of her is of the holy ghost this Is talking about the virgin birth that physically uh, joseph had nothing to do with with the birth of jesus other than being a witness to that and receiving this promise but the fact of the matter is the command was given to joseph that joseph you are to call his name jesus this is the name that you are given to him now back in the bible times names that were given to children have really a special meaning a lot of times when a a child was given a name in the bible times it was to carry really a a hope and an expectation that this is the child that shall be maybe when you name your children uh or you have maybe a a when when we my wife and i we were choosing names for our children we didn't just pick any name in particular we had a purpose and a, a reason for that I'll pick on Tabitha, for example, because she was up here singing a moment ago. But when Tabitha, when we were figuring out, I actually preached a message on Tabitha uh, back in Tennessee. And uh, so she's named after a sermon. That'll preach. Book of Acts chapter nine, in case you're wondering. But uh, we had actually another meaning for that. Tabitha, her name means grace or gazelle, like a graceful gazelle. And um, anyways, as we thought about that, the the school that Mandy went to in high school in Israel was named Tabitha or Tabitha. It was Tabitha International School or Tabitha International School uh, run by the Church of Scotland. That's where Mandy went to high school and graduated from. And so we kind of named her to honor her after our time in Israel as well. So really carries a lot of meaning, maybe for your family, maybe yourself. Do you know the meaning of your own name? All right. Uh, maybe if you don't you'll check that out this afternoon okay names have meanings and i want us to understand that the greatest name of all jesus is full of deep and i would say divine meaning and so this is important to us that this is a divinely revealed name there is really just a handful of people in the bible where god says that this child's name will be this in the case we come to the culmination that his name shall be called jesus and his name has is full of meaning his name is jesus what can we see about that a couple quick thoughts i want to show to you today that first of all that his name jesus reveals the purpose of his coming why did jesus come to this earth you see jesus the name jesus itself in hebrew you say yeshua but jesus is actually if you want to say it, it's the greek version of the hebrew name joshua is the name Joshua is Jesus. And in Hebrew, you could hear it very similarly. You say Yeshua or Yahashua. Yahashua is Joshua. Yeshua is Jesus. You hear how they sound. And they both mean the same thing. And what is it? Salvation. Really the salvation of God. That's exactly what it means. And we see that here in the explanation. His name will be called Jesus. Why? Because he shall save his people from their sins. In other words, the name of Jesus, the meaning of it, Jesus will live up to the expectation, and the hope that we have for him. When you name your child, you have a hope and an expectation from him. When Icar was born, when Icar you have a hope that Icar was means what? Strength, right? Being lifted up, okay? From Icarus, the, the Greek, the, the Greek meaning of it. And so you want him to be lifted up. You have high expectations for your son. Praise God for that. Okay? And so for all of our children, we have expectations as we give them that special name. And you know what? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how he's going to grow up or not. We don't know that with any of us. But the thing is, when Jesus was given that name, the hope and the expectation that was placed upon him with that name, salvation. Jesus lived up to that. He shall save his people from their sins the bible says that the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost but one thing we have to understand this that the name jesus itself yeshua that his name salvation is actually brought together with a title when we talk about jesus what is the full title we usually give him in our churches in our worship we call him jesus christ or jesus the christ where do we get that from and we're going to sp- explain that the word Christ is not his last name. It's not Mr. and Mrs. Christ had a baby and named him Jesus. I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people who think that way. But what we see here in looking with me in Matthew 1, verse 16, and we talked about that a few weeks ago, we talked about the genealogy of Jesus, the five golden rings. And we see here, and Joseph begat uh, J- me, Jacob begat Joseph, the, uh, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ so the word christ here has a very special word it is the greek translation if you will of messiah messiah anointed one um, someone who is a messiah simply means the anointed one and so this is his his messianic title that he is messiah he is christ and let me just say this that he is king this is the idea matthew in his gospel presents jesus as the messiah jesus as his king this is his title so the messiah his name jesus his name reveals the purpose of his coming it also reveals the scope of his ministry that it says here look carefully in verse 21 that he shall save his people from their sins this is the scope of his ministry save his people it's interesting i don't know if you've ever paid attention in fact really, i'll be honest with you when i was studying this i didn't quite see it this way he shall save his people from their sin who are his people it's interesting In context, who is Matthew writing to? Who is the initial audience? The Jewish people. He came unto his own, the Jews. As John says, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Jesus came to his people, to the chosen people. Jesus said, even to the Samaritan woman of the world, he's come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus' message was given to the Jew first. He came to save his people, to the Jewish people. And all that our Jewish friends would understand who Jesus really is. That Christmas, when you really think about it, is actually a Jewish holiday. Why? Think about this. Because Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophecies that were given to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.15. He was was the fulfillment of the prophecies given to David. He He was the fulfillment of the prophecies given to Isaiah and Jeremiah and the prophets. And that it was fulfilled in the culmination of the birth of Jesus the Messiah. Where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem, a Jewish town. To a Jewish family. To fulfill the Jewish law. He came unto his own. To the Jewish people. To the Jew first. But praise God that Matthew wrote this gospel for a Jewish audience. But it's interesting how Matthew concludes. We talked about Emmanuel, God with us. How does Matthew's gospel end? With the Great Commission. And it says here, but Jesus said, lo, I am with you always, Emmanuel. I'm with you, Emmanuel, and I will be with you, Emmanuel, God with us forever. But it's interesting that the gospel is given. He shall save his people from their sin to the Jew first. But what is Matthew? How does it conclude? It's interesting. Jesus gives the great commission. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In other words, it's greater than just Israel. The gospel is given to the Gentiles as well. It's to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Praise God for that. This message is for all people, all nations, Jew and Gentile. Praise God. Here's the point of this matter. When we see Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus came to save you. Jesus came. He was born and he died for you, for me. What a blessed truth that is. The third thing I want to say, his name reveals the purpose of his coming, the scope of his ministry, but also reveals the reason for his ministry. And that was to save from their sins. This really, when you think about it, is the messianic hope. The messianic hope. Remember, because of Adam's fall, we sinned all. When death and sin came into this world, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, took of that fruit, what happened? that relationship that they had with god was cut off and they were expelled from the garden of eden but god gave a promise that one day the seed of the serpent will crush the head of the serpent or see the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent and we see that through since that time people the jewish people in the world have been looking for a redeemer someone to bring them back in a relationship with god the prophet isaiah prophesied about this moment he said that all we like sheep have, have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way that the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all how shall he save his people from their sins by giving his life for us give his life for the sheep as the good shepherd we see the promise the covenant that was mentioned in jeremiah chapter 31 god says i will give you a new covenant i'll place it in men's heart not as the covenant of old which they couldn't keep but a new covenant god god bless him In Ezekiel chapter 36 as well, it talks about that we have a stony heart, but God will take it out and give us a heart of flesh, and that will happen through the promised one that would come. That promised one is now here in Jesus, the Messiah. So as we think about this, one thing we challenge is this, that Matthew here, when he introduces his gospel here, Matthew introduces here the name of Jesus. His name is Jesus. He came not as a liberator from Rome, and from oppression, but rather he was the one, his mission was to, he was born to die to save us. That is the mission of Christ. Jesus came to this world and he said, he shall save his people from their sins. Folks, his name is Jesus. As we think about what has taken place here today, the songs that we have sung, we've seen the children uh, doing their presentation, many specials, we praise God, uplifting the name of Jesus, the miracle that happened. I praise God, Brother Array saying, Really a testimony of song. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Praise God for that. That should be your testimony. That should be my testimony, considering what Jesus Christ has done. He came to this world for you to die for you. If you don't believe it, just read it. This is his name. His name is Jesus. Salvation. Would you turn to him? Would you forsake your sin? Would you come to him by knowing what he did? Jesus came to this world, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for you and for me to take the punishment of sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Folks, we should remember that this Christmas season that the babe in the manger change changes your life, changes the life of the world. Would you simply trust him? If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, I, I urge you, I plead with you, to find the babe in the manger is the one who can save your soul. Remember that. If you're here today and you are a believer in Christ, you've done that, rejoice. Rejoice in the promised one of who came. Praise God for that. His name is Jesus.